the world full of mundane podcasts. One show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Welcome to the show tonight. Prepare for an epic journey where every step could be your last. The destination, a place where no maps can show. The mission, to rise above the rest. The danger, unimaginable. The reward, a shit ton of weed and laughs. It's going to blow your mind. This is Two Feet Blood. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those blood. Connecticut's only cannabis media outlet and brought to you by NSPN ESPN. Listen to me. NSPN, Next Gen Sports Network, Tampa Bay TV, and we are powered by the Fast Track Cannabis Clinics of America, Alarm Engineering, and Costa Bay Inspection Services. We have a huge show lined up for you tonight. We are only one week, one week away from 420 and I'm bringing the heat this week in the form of the super producer. You probably have seen him on TikTok. You probably have seen him on Instagram. He's taken over social media and he's got thousands and thousands of up and coming artists duetting his videos. He is Maddie Beats, who will be here live 7.30 p.m. Don't go anywhere. It's going down tonight. We're going to talk about the uh, Canada events happening this weekend, so you can find uh, where you're going to be at. We got to talk about Kill a Smoke Fest, because, of course, if we're going to talk about cannabis events, how are we not going to talk about Kill a Smoke Fest? So that's going to go down. I got a big, big announcement to go down tonight. Right here live on the show. 
big breaking news so you don't want to go anywhere this is the place to be each and every thursday night to be blunt shout out mama be baked i see you in the chat what up i see you awkward ginger instagram's popping off mother mook's kitchen king's ransom house of oil work powered by plants everyone's in the building it's going down i hope you guys are ready because it's the highest podcast around it's to be blunt and we got a hell of a show lined up for y'all tonight. I am so pumped, yo. If you guys have been on my page, now we've been doing this show for 120 episodes uh, since 2019 now, I'm pretty sure, something around there. And I have been documenting my TikTok, uh, 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 you know, career, which has fallen off due to guideline restrictions and, and evil people mass reporting people it's been a giant mess that's not beyond the point let's not talk negativity here if you've been on my page you know you've seen me duet this man maddie beats no doubt in my fucking mind i even brought up nice examples because what the hell why not let's bring up some of these old school gimmicks maddie beats in the house yo, yo. <laughs> look at this I'm sick and tired of these fake acting bitches. I am stressing Maddie on my nuts, trying to get up on my riches. You pathetic, sitting, waiting to report me. It's frustrating because you're sitting there refreshing. On Crazy, yo. Like we were dating, debating on exposing. My man killing the game. Killing the game. So I'm real fired up about tonight, let me tell you. We've were we just we've been doing all kinds of them for who knows how long. This one's 2021. I'm smoking on the fire, call it exotic. Got you in a day. Man, this shit is hypnotic. I'm loving on the green, man, it's erotic. You're smoking on the Reggie, that's a narcotic. I'm fucking with you, ladies. Yo, smoke the Bobby Brown. I'm saying. I'm on the medical, the metabolism to bring it down. I'm the get high rapper. <laughs> As you can see, I'm obviously slightly fanboying, maybe a little bit. I'm just excited, you know, because this is a guy that, you know, helped me get my rise up in tiktok just from putting out beats for people to use so i'm really excited to talk to him and i'm jumping the gun i don't want to go no no further without getting to my favorite part of the show and yours the ceremonial lighting of the blood where's my goddamn lighter oh hell no Loaded. What up, Donna Taylor? King Palm loaded with the Sure Burger. The Sure Burger. That's Sunset Sherbert crossed with Donnie Burger. And that's that fire. We got a bunch of events going on this week in Connecticut. You already know. Starting with April 15th, that's this weekend, Carnival, the roll-up featuring Wiz Khalifa, Method Man, Redman, Grizz, all kinds of artists going down this Friday through Sunday, all weekend long. Check them out, carnival.com to get your tickets. Turpy Thursdays happening right now, April 14th, 6 to 10 p.m. Hit up the special THC on Instagram, Faded Fridays, 6 to 10 p.m. Hit up Geechee Girl on Instagram. And, of course, uh, your green light to recovery happening tonight also. Going right now, actually, 6 p.m. The Labyrinth Garden Cleanup, Saturday, April 16th, 9 a.m. to noon. Hit up Kimura's Cultural Corner on Instagram. 
the Stoner Sunday Fun Day. Who doesn't want to do that? 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday. Geechee Girl at Grizzly Pack Exotics on Instagram. KCC Extravaganza 2022. That's Sunday, 4 to 8 p.m. Hit up Kamora's Cultural Corner on Instagram. And you already know, lineup of events getting smaller and smaller, I've come to notice. I keep talking about this every week. Oh, Mother Mook's Kitchen, the Jungle Sesh happening this Sunday. Also, check them out on uh, Instagram. You can also hit up Mother Mook's Kitchen for more details. That's M-O-O-K-S. I don't know why that's not on the list, Mother Mook's. So uh, it's going down. Like I said, though, listen, these events, they're becoming far, far, you know, few and few in between. You guys remember when I used to start reading these events off, like we were getting like dozens. Like it was getting crazy. I mean, there was probably four or five lines lined up and and who knows how many, you know, we're getting at least at least 15 to 20 events every weekend. And I feel like ever since then, it's kind of been dialing back more and more and more. So I'm not sure what's going on, man. What's up, Donna Taylor? Yes. Uh, lost in our rally. <laughs> I got granddaddy perp. Blaze MacGyver. That's what it is, yo. Mama B. Bake got the birthday cake. That also sounds yummy. Cherry Diesel. Another good one, yo. Y'all, y'all, y'all got that shit. Problem is, though, is that, you know, this, this scene in, in Connecticut where I'm at is, is slowly, is slowly dissipating. It feels like, uh, just last week we had a giant raid in Hartford, they were trying to throw some bootleg ass event and uh, the the cops were apparently had been watching them and they had got raided last Thursday. We're talking 150 something pounds of marijuana, but that's not all. And that's the problem is they found guns. They found 30 K in cash. They found fentanyl. They found cocaine. Like it's fucking nuts out there. Y'all it's fucking crazy. And they, 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 the cops now, now, of course, you know, when you have something like that happen, when you have something like that happen, the cops are automatically on notice, right? So you already know once the raid happens, the cops are on notice. They're watching all these events go on. You got to remember guys, gifting is still a thing that's on the table to be erased here in Connecticut. Uh, the gift gang's been going up every Wednesday. I didn't shout them out on the events this week because they already happened, but they are there like every Wednesday trying to make a difference. Um, there's There's been, uh, since then, uh, different sessions that have decided to not put their names on the on the list. When I read these events out, there's still more happening than are on my list, but they are trying to remain private, which I don't really blame them. And the the newest the newest one to go down is one that we've promoted on this show a, a fuckload since the inception or since at least I found out about it, which was Kill a Smoke Fest. Kill a Smoke Fest was running Friday and Sunday every week in Meriden, and they had a great event. They had a great group of people. They had a lot of people that were showing up. They had a bunch of vendors that were fucking great, and you know they get wind of this raid that happens and then all of a sudden now now the people are like i'm not fucking doing this no more and then they disappear so now you have another one bite the dust kill a smoke fest one that a lot of people were going to a lot of people you know i mean this was a very popular event kill a smoke fest and now they have uh only the safe will survive yeah now they have nothing 
they have nothing. I think they might still do a 420 event. I'm not even sure. But as far as I know, the promoters, last I heard, was like, we're not doing this anymore. I'll never go back to it. That's what I was told. I was told that they were told that they tried to run more events that they would be, uh, you know, rated, which is the word I'm told. As a journalist, this is these are the sources I have. And it's sad to see. I, yes, Hazel, exactly. I literally just said the words came out of my mouth. It's sad to see because there were so many quality events going on in Connecticut, and they're so slowly dissipating. And now we lost another good one, Killer Smoke Fest. I was supposed to be there on Wednesday. I was literally supposed to be there on Wednesday. We had the whole cannabis club cup planned out. I was gonna perform. I was gonna be a guest judge. I've been I've been talking about this for weeks on the show. And now done. Done. Closed up shop, ran off, and and it's just it's weird. Now and the worst part about that is now you got all the vendors who were who were there every week making that money trying to make a living or at least provide for patients, you know, and, and we're magically just like told, you know, oh, we're not doing this no more. And now you have a lot of people out of work. Um, so, you know, this is kind of a situation we're in right now. And it's sad to see. I know um, a lot of these people are looking for work now. Uh, Mother Mook's Kitchen, who runs Jungle Sesh, said everyone is welcome at Jungle Sesh on Saturday. Free admission to everyone. We're filling the gap. In the gap, bro. There's a lot of people probably that are aiming to fill that gap because that was they had a lot of fucking people that were showing up there every week. You'd be stupid. You'd be dumb dumb if you weren't trying to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you not? You and and what I thought was kind of cool is that I, I I'm hearing that the the vendors from the event that were all there are sticking together. So like they're trying to almost unionize it. So we're like, you know, if we go, we all go, which is, I think is kind of cool. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's just unfortunate to see these kind of things happen in Connecticut. Yo, you have uh, PVS, which no longer wants to appear on the list. You have all these different events that are happening that don't even want to be listed because it's like, Oh fuck. There's too much. There's too much uncertainty happening right now. So, um, 860-384-7110. The phone lines are open. That is 860-638. Oh my God, 638. 860-384-7110. If you want to call in and comment on this, um, on Mother Mook's Kitchen, probably be a good time to come in and state your claim as to why maybe people want to be start coming down a jungle sesh, brah. 860-384-7110. Uh, Philly Philly, the podcast coming through the show. Love, what up, what up? Um, so, you know, if you guys are part of Killer Smoke Fest and you no longer have a place to go, hit up, uh, the jungle session, maybe they can squeeze you in there. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of places that are, you know, looking for help, but there's also for every session, there's fucking 50 vendors out there. Everybody wants to be a vendor now too, because they're making, they're making quick, easy money. Let's not, let's not bullshit around. Yeah, of course you're, you're helping patients and you're a healer and this and that, but don't fucking play like you're not out there making a, you know a shit ton of money every weekend. So it works out for everybody. So Mother Book's Kitchen eight six zero three eight four seven one one zero. If you'd like to call in, uh, we're talking about uh, Killer Smoke Fest getting shut down and uh, these sessions dropping off the face of the earth and the raids happening in Connecticut. So um, the fines must be heavy. Oh, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. I am so sure. It's ridiculous out there right now. Joanna, what up? What up? Thanks for tuning in again. Usually we're a, we're a comedy show, but here we are. We're getting serious now. I tend to get serious when the one thing I love, which is the cannabis industry, starts getting fucked with in my state. We just went legal in June, and they're already retracting shit. Like, that's how bad it is. Mother Moose Kitchen says, I say it so fast. Mother Moose Kitchen, 860-384-7110. My mods put it in the chat. This guy can't, can't uh, his ears don't go as fast as my voice. And I'm, fine. I'm kind of fired up, so I'm talking quick right now. <coughs> so you already know. <coughs> oh, my God. Might be him right now, actually. Mother Moose Kitchen. To be blood, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, it's G from uh, the Jungle Sesh. Yo, what's up, dude? How's it going, buddy? Uh, not so much, bro. It's mourning the loss of another people. event. Yeah, we have a lot of the Killer Smoke Fest vendors coming down to the Jungle Sesh. Uh, we're going in Plainville, Connecticut now. Uh, we used to be in Hotford for a couple months. Um, we're trying to fill in the gap, buddy. A lot of events are shutting down for safety concerns, and we feel that we're able to keep our patients and our vendors safe. And we've been at this for a long time now. I come from a vending standpoint. And just by watching all these events for years now, we've felt that it was time for us to do something ourselves. You said you've been doing this for a long time. How long has the jungle session been going on? Because I've only been hearing about it for like a few months at this point, honestly. Yeah, so we did a one jungle sesh originally about a year and a half ago. And then we didn't do anything after that. And then we've been going weekly since February. Oh, word. All right. All right. So since February, so you've been doing this for a little bit now. A few months you got under your belt. Yeah. And then, like I said, I do come from a vending background, um, the PVS, Green Mines, um, Community Bonfire, and Maine. Oh, a bunch of great, solid events, dude. Those are awesome, awesome promoters who run those events. Um, yeah, buddy. It, definitely, it was uh, an awesome thing to watch them and kind of learn from them throughout the years. So what can you provide that, that makes your event different from the rest of them that you, you feel like you could provide that level of safety for the vendors? Like, what are you doing different? So we are checking at the door as the traditional style was, but one thing that I feel like that makes us special is the number of locations we have to offer um, is we could change locations every week for a year and you still wouldn't be in the same place again if you wanted to be. But right oh, now wow. we are operating. Yeah, exactly. So if something, God forbid, did happen at one location, we are able to quickly act and keep going. So like you said, a lot of vendors were making a lot of the at the Killer Smoke Fest that is no more. How, how is it possible to have that many spots, dude? Because I was looking for quite a few months trying to find a venue. And for me, it was like fucking needle in a haystack, bro. Like it was impossible to find a spot that would let me rent out, not to mention let me do it for a, 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 a cannabis event. You know what I mean? How, so how I do, do you have, do it? Uh, partners that have a realty background that has helped um, tremendously. And then just by holding leases in my own name at several different locations has been very helpful to us because at some locations you see the promoter, they're only in charge of the event. They're not in charge of that building. So you're kind of looking for a sense of direction and sometimes you might not know where to look 
at the jungle sesh, you know exactly who to ask questions to, who can give you those answers, because like I said, these are my locations. Um, most seshes are operating in some other sesh location, whether it be a social club, a motorcycle clubhouse. These are directly held by jungle sesh. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I think that's fucking cool. You guys, if you're looking for a spot, check out the jungle sesh. What, what, when, uh, what, uh, days this weekend are you running Sunday, you said? So I messed up in the chat. We're running Saturday, 6 to 9. We have our Easter egg hunt, egg stashed at 6.30. Doors open at 6 p.m. Cool. It's free admission. Who wants to come down? And if there are any vendors that are kind of missing the killer smoke fest this week, reach out quick because I do have a spot or two left. There you go. All right, man. Listen, I appreciate you calling in, bro. All right, buddy. You have a great night. You too, dude. I appreciate it. Yo, there it is. I mean, you heard it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk more about this. Uh, I do want to say, Joanne, I completely agree with you. If you're a legacy market entrepreneur, don't call yourself a caregiver. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Don't go nowhere. To be blunt, we'll be right back. Jay's in my jeans, that's a hot pocket. Your man's always talking about a cock blocker. My shirt is so tight and that's a hot topic. I'm through playing games, this ain't Bob Gomin. I got beef like a fucking Red Robin. Every rapper talking, but not every rapper got it. And see every rapper talking when they see the way I walk it like I talk it, like I learned it from the Migos. Why they call me Mr. Fahrenheit going up every night. They showed me the booty and I told them it was very nice. So polite. Way I write a verse ain't happened overnight. 17 years on the belt is how I got the right. Look at me talking money like I got it on lock. Big Papa with the pockets. Y'all ain't know I had a job. Clutching on the mic like they clenching on my odd knobs. Lob. It's a bob. Don't get robbed, Bob. I'm building this shit. It's a foundation. Whole crew in soon. Check the correlation. I've been Colbert with the correspondence. Now me and Maddie making bangers for a celebration. Maddie beats, motherfucker. Feel the vibration. I'ma hop right on that L and do some paper chasing. And pull it in like a lasso. A piss a day. Kiss until a dummy nice one. Got the cake shake. They Betty Crocker with that cake cake. It might let me have it for dessert after that shrimp cage. I just gotta flex on the right occasion. You can't chase a bag, you're just too impatient. Hear that vibration. You can't chase a bag, you're just too impatient. to give you the munchies. It's To Be Blunt with Peasy. To Be Blunt Podcast, we are back. It's time to bring in my guest who's been waiting patiently in the green room. He is... The super producer. I don't care anybody says. I'm calling him that. Super producer with credits that include BET and a bunch of other shows. We're about to talk to him about all this. Let's bring him in right now. It is the legendary Maddie Beats. What's up, brother? 
Hey, yo, yo. Easy. Appreciate you <laughs> having me on, dude. Yo, dude, it is uh, an honor to have you on here. Considering I've been following you for what feels like since I started, uh, you know, TikTok uh, a couple years ago. So this is honestly super exciting, especially as a musician myself, dude, because, um, you know, we spoke a, a couple of weeks ago and there were so many things I learned about, you know, I was so excited to talk about, starting with the fact that we're both fucking East Coast boys, bro. You literally grew up in Massachusetts, the state right above me, <laughs> right yes, above sir. me. <laughs> How? East Coast boys, you already know. Dude, exactly. Tell me, though, how did how did Matty Beats become the man he is today? You grew up in Massachusetts, not exactly known as a huge spot to breed musicians. I mean, you guys have put out a couple good rappers, a few good bands, you know, Godsmack, all this stuff has come out of Massachusetts, and you guys got a lot of talent. But it's not like a lot of, a, a lot of big-name producers are coming out of Massachusetts. So where did your love for making beats come from? Dude, it's, it's actually kind of ironic because I used to, like, hate hip-hop and rap in, like, middle school. So, originally, I started playing guitar, and I was into, like, classic rock, like, old-school stuff, Jimi Hendrix, Clapton, Zeppelin. And I used to argue with kids in school and be like, oh, like, rap and hip-hop doesn't have any musical value. It's just loops and shit. And um, <laughs> I'm only so- laughing because you sound just like me, dude. Dude, yeah. It's, it's but it's so ironic because that's all I fucking do now. But uh, but yeah, so I was a player, and my high school had a really great music program, particularly jazz. So there's there's a lot of talented musicians there, and uh, in high school I started to get into rap and stuff. Um, started to get into Eminem and and whatnot, and then um, and then it just kind of we got an opportunity where we we're like, oh, we could play a show. So then uh, a couple of my friends kind of coordinated. We put together a band like a nine piece live hip hop band. So I played guitar. We had a trumpet player, violin, what? a couple rappers. Yeah. And, and we just played this show at a local venue in our town and we never rehearsed or anything. We just kind of freestyled it. And uh, it went so well. And we're like, this is fucking dope. Like, let's try to keep doing this. Uh, so then we ended up linking with uh, a promoter in Boston and we got to like play shows, open up for Mac Miller, Chris Webby, who's a CT guy. Yep. Uh, Aloe Black, DJ Premier, Pete Rocks, like That's cool nuts, names. Dude. We're just like high school kids. I've opened for Chris Webby too, and he's a cool ass dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, my uh, my homie Echo is actually on tour with him right now. Oh um, yeah, yeah, dude. Yep. Yep, I saw that. That's yeah. sick. That's your homie, dude. I didn't even know that. Small world. That's why when I talked to you the first time, yeah. I felt like I like I had known you. It's, it was so it was a weird but but a generally like fantastic feeling because I love when I can have like a talk with somebody and I just feel like I know yeah. them. You know what I mean? It's like we come from similar backgrounds and that shit was super cool. So you grew up, you were in a band, you started doing these live shows with a giant nine-piece fucking live music <laughs> act, which is, uh, yeah. that alone's incredible, bro. You were like Wu-Tang with instruments. Like I don't, I've never, I wish you had video of that because I would love to see that. That's fucking nuts. How did yeah, that branch man. off to you going, you being solo? Like what, what, what happened from there to then? Yes. Yeah, so, so basically I was in the band and I went to college and we all kind of went to college and went separate ways. And then, um, so we weren't doing the band thing. And then I just like stumbled across FL studio, which is like a, a beat making software. And I was like, Oh, this is dope. Like I can just be my own band, do all the instruments myself. And I was just having fun with it. And, uh, yeah, from there I downloaded FL studio, just started making beats and just fucking fell in love with it. And, um, and that was in like 2010. So, 
I was just making beats for years for fun. Um, and then like graduated college and I knew I wanted to be a producer. I just didn't really see it as like a feasible route I could make a living off doing. And I got a job at a marketing agency, fucking hated it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ended up getting fired. Oh, and I was, no. my, my plan was like kind of save up enough money and then, uh, do music full time. But I got fired. And then, um, my parents were like nice enough to just let me live at home and, just kind of like figure out the music thing. But I took that as like a blessing in disguise. I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to use this as opportunity to go all in on music. And then uh, that's when I like, I bought a camera, started figuring out how to shoot videos and edit. And, and that was like, for me, I feel like my source of the success I've had is, is figuring out the content shit. You, when um, you became, when you went, I don't mean to cut you off, but when you went no, from no. producer to content creator, because that's basically what happened. Yeah. Like you were literally making beats and all of a sudden you just figured out, which is a hard thing for a lot of people to figure out how to get across on social media, right? It's yeah. not fucking easy and it's not easy to grow. People are like, oh, TikTok's really easy. All right. Like, okay, cool. I had 45,000, but that ain't shit, bro. Like, that's nothing. Like, you can grow a little bit. You might see things you've never seen on Facebook or Instagram, but there's a point where it's just gonna be like, boom, like you stop. Like, that's it's like a plateau hits you. Yeah. And you have managed to uh, supersede all that, dude. So, like, how did you figure out this whole method? Like, where, where'd you come up with the concept of the idea? Like, well, I'm just gonna sit around in random fucking places and play my fucking NPC. I'll just film it. Like, that's it. Like, where was that thought come from? Like, that's genius. It's so simple, but so effective. I, I definitely can't, like, take credit for myself, but uh, it, it was honestly, like, referencing, just kind of seeing what other people were doing, and then trying to inject my own flavor and personality into it. And, uh, and like beat videos for producers had become a thing like about four years ago when I really started to do the content stuff. And I was like, okay, beat videos, like that, that seems cool. And then I was like, how am I going to stand out though? There's so many people doing beat videos. And I, I think the source of it was like, I just can't give a fuck about what people think. Cause I was, I was kind of awkward. I was like, I don't know how to be on camera. And I was like, yo, let me just embrace that. I'll be the awkward kind of goofy dude that does beats. And like, if, if it's cringy and people hate it, like whatever, but at least I'll differentiate myself and it's authentic. Um, so I, I kind of had that realization where I was like, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to be myself and embrace my like weaknesses of being awkward and kind of weird and goofy and just emphasize that in a way. It really paid off because you and you did come off quite awkward, dude. Like you were just sitting there, you had your crazy fucking hair that you'd always do the fucking hair flip you do and yeah. shit, and you're just banging on the beat and you got the shaky camera going and like everything just came to fucking together. You know what I mean? And yeah. you just started blowing up. You started I just saw you just started growing. Like and it was happening fast, man. Fast. Yeah. Fast. And at what point did you realize, like, oh, shit, like, this is something I can actually do? <laughs> like, where did that realization come in? I, I think when I when I started to do the tick and the TikTok stuff started to take off, I like, I, I connected with Echo through TikTok, like, some other, like, bigger, uh, like, artists. They were hitting me up, like, oh, I like your beats. Like, how can I get them? I, like, And then I was selling beats. And, and then companies started to hit me up. They're like, hey, like, music companies, like, we want – you to promote our music software and do this and we'll pay you. Um, and then uh, I started to like see some money from it. And I was like, wow, I, I could really, I could really do this. And, um, and a lot of it's like a hustle too. like my, uh, my best friend and, and manager cam, 
he's like helped me out tremendously, like through this whole process. And we kind of took like a traditional approach of like, like a business would like sales and marketing and advertising. And, um, we kind of like interjected that into, into what we do instead of just like making music and hoping someone sees it. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's an incredible story. So you got these, I, I started noticing the promos happening and you yeah. pushing out like, like promoting the different stuff. And I'm like, dude, this guy's really got it going on, man. You were getting tons, hundreds of videos of get, duets, every beat you released. It was nuts. And, and I was like, this guy's going to blow. And now, now you're at the point, bro. And this is the coolest part is that you're like, mom, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't need to live here no more. You were able to up and uproot yourself to the West coast dude and making these giant moves. How the fuck did you manage that? Like what an incredible story this is. That's why I'm just, I was so excited to talk to you. How did you be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to the West coast. That's a huge jump, bro. Huge. Yeah. jump. Dude. Yeah. It came like, I guess, when COVID hit, I was in, uh, I was actually in Philly. Um, so I was, I was in like Boston area for growing up and then throughout high school. And then my fam moved to Philly, um, when I was like 18. Damn, so I went Philly, to college huh? and I started working in Philly. And then, um, then I got a place there, uh, when COVID hit with my manager and we're like, all right, we're going to go all, all in on music and like really do this. So we got a place together. And then, um, fucking COVID hit like two months later and we're like, Shit. Like, and I was working in a studio affiliate at that point, which was like helping my income and pay the bills. And, uh, and then COVID hit and we're like, fuck, like, I can't work in the studio anymore. What are we going to do? And Philly was kind of expensive. So I ended up being like, yo, like, I don't need to be anywhere to do what I do. I just make videos. Everything's remote. Uh, so I linked up with a couple other producer friends and we're like, let's just go somewhere cheap, middle of nowhere. And we can all live together, make content. So then I moved to, a. uh, Clifton Forge, Virginia. We had like cows, horses, like, <laughs> like all this land and shit. What, dude? And, how do you uh, go from Boston to Philly, which are both pretty big cities, to, yeah. to Virginia? <laughs> yeah, middle of nowhere, dude. Like <laughs> nothing was around. Um, and then, yeah, so like I was living there with a couple other producers and artists, and we were just making videos and content and lived there for a couple months then we moved to nashville and then down to florida after that and then to la like almost a year ago um so i was just kind of like traveling around but uh fucking all from content and instagram and tiktok like that's incredible dude. The, the moves you made dude and first of all i'm jealous because i've always wanted to go to, i've never even been in nashville but i always wanted to go I don't know why it is what it is about yeah, Nashville. Always wanted to go there, but dude, you all right? So let's let's backtrack just a little bit. You were in Philly now. Philly is a, a breeding ground for rappers. This is a big jump yeah. from Boston because Boston not so much, but Philly, Philly is like literally a breeding ground for hip hop. So like you, did you work with any big like big names while you were down there? Not really. I hadn't really gotten a lot of traction at that point. Um, but uh. Bro, Philly, yeah, there's so much talent in Philly. Uh, my manager and I did this video idea. Where we were like, let's try to just go out in the street and ask people to freestyle to my beats on spot. And uh, and we're like, I don't know if it's going to work. And like almost every person we went up to that was willing spit bars. And uh, th there's like a YouTube video on it too, uh, if people want to check it out. But um, but yeah, F Philly had a lot of talent. and But I hadn't really got a lot of traction at that point. So I wasn't working with a lot of artists there. Like most of the people was just remote anyway. So didn't necessarily matter where I was. Right. Um, 
but dude, yeah. that's a big jump. I mean, you go Philly's a big spot for hip hop, and you must have prospered there. And now you go to Nashville, you go to Florida, and now you end up in in L.A., which is, dude. I mean, that's that's cream of the crop shit. I mean, you literally <laughs> like you made it at this point. Like once the artist says, "I'm fuck it, I'm giving up, I'm, I'm taking everything, I'm going to Cali." Cali's the place where people go to like fulfill their dreams. No doubt about yeah. it. Like, I probably should uproot this fucking podcast and go to the West Coast. <laughs> you think the same thing is this is remote ass shit that I shouldn't do this anywhere. But yeah. it really, it really actually makes a difference where you are. Because in my opinion, you you have an opportunity when you're in like a place like Los Angeles or Philly where you can network where you can't do that in a lot of other places. Like yeah. Connecticut, forget it. Like I can't, that's not happening out here. But you're in a spot right now, like where it comes to LA, where you have like unlimited opportunity. So, what's your game plan now that you are rooted in the heart of like, entertainment? Honestly, not too much has changed in terms of like my my plan. But um, I definitely want to like get in more sessions with people like that are actually out here, which which I've been doing, which is cool. Because um, like everyone's out here, you can link with them in the studio, which which hasn't been the case in other places. Um, but honestly, I just want to keep going with the content and like brand myself, not as just like a producer in the back, kind of like an artist. So I started putting on like Spotify kind of as like a DJ Khaled thing where it's like, my name is on the record, like as an artist. So I'm trying to do that and just like keep going hard with the content stuff. Um, and just kind of see where it goes, but yeah. Dude, your Spotify is killing it. All your, all your singles out here that you have are, you know, two, 300,000 plays easy. And like, that's unbelievable. You have a super immense amount of talent. What would you say is your like, uh, biggest influence as far as making beats and producing? Um, I would say like, I'm definitely into like Timbaland stuff. Ill mind is a big person. DJ premier was like, I used to be exclusively into boom bap golden era stuff. Um, but it kind of comes from anywhere. And, but lately, particularly I've been into like, fusing like the rock kind of alternative genre with like hip hop stuff, but in like a grimy aggressive way. Um, so I've been working with a bunch of artists on like rock stuff, which, which is what I'm doing with echo. We have a album coming out, which is like all rock alternative stuff. I really like um, that you would mix it in rock dude, because like, as I told you at the beginning of the interview, like I was the same way growing up for me. Like I was yeah. big in the classic rock. I loved hair metal. I was big in all that shit. So I play guitar. I play drums. Like, when I when I started doing rap, I was really I, I found myself leaning more towards like gravitating towards like the rap I would listen to. So obviously, like I grew up, yeah. I was like I'm a big three six mafia guy, southern hip hop, you know, eight ball UGK, uh, eight ball MJG. I mean UGK, Trick Daddy, all that shit. So like that really shows off in my music. But like goddamn, bro, rock and shit is like my like that's my go to. Like people. People would be surprised to hear, like, and this is like a weed show. Like, if I'm like, when I'm stoned, I prefer to jam out, dude. Like, I have right next to me here, like, electronic drum set. I got my electric guitar over here. Like, I would yeah, rather dude. do that than like bump some hip hop and shit back and chill. Like, it's just, it's so different for me. And I think it's really cool the direction that you're taking, infusing those genres together, man. And, and the fact that you have the talent to play the guitar and shit. You can really do some super cool stuff with beats, man. And I, I hope that you see more of that. I hope one day that I can get, well, you know, my name next to yours on Spotify ASAP. We got to make yes, that sir. happen for sure, bro. That's no doubt in my fucking mind. Bro, dude. for real. Do you have any cool, like, upcoming projects, dude, that we, like, we should know about? 
Yeah, well, I, I have a, a song, the first song off that Echo album I was talking about that's kind of like rock alternative drops tonight, and it's called uh, it's called Fentanyl. And uh, it's, it's super special to me because I'm a recovering addict, too. I was, I was a heroin addict for years, off seven years clean in October. Oh, dude, we kind of um, got on and on about that, dude. Uh, this whole show yeah. is we're full of a lot of the audience, dude, can relate to that. We are a bunch yeah. of people who have used who have honestly we've used cannabis as a, like a source for recovery. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, dude, same. Like that's I, I got my medical card in PA um, when I was in recovery and like. I, I was trying to get clean for so long and I was going to AA and they're like, oh, you can't do anything, can't smoke. And uh, it just didn't work for me. But like when I'd have cravings and stuff, I'd just smoke and like it helped me, man. Like I don't think I'd be clean without it, to be honest. Dude, thank you. Exactly, <laughs> dude. You said it best, bro. I could not agree with you more. It's it literally people will look at that and, and it not only does it breed, you know, recovery, but dude, it is just such... A, a source of creativity people like don't get it yeah. like a, it, for a lot of artists dude like if you like that that and and a beat and like i'm i can be good for hours like i'll put my headphones on and i'll just literally melt away into the music bro like yeah that is my whole thing I, like i said like jamming out or just writing rap or whatever it might be like and it's it's actually mad cool about it you know that you like you, you smoker too dude i'd say and that's yeah so like you come a long way, man. A lot of shit that I'm coming. I just want to say that I'm super proud. I'm super excited to see what you're going to go next, man. I wish you nothing but the best. There's no way you're not going to be working with some top names doing the next year. There's no fucking way. Like, how long have you been in L.A. for right now? A few months? Uh, I guess nine months yeah. now. You're going to get out there, bro. It's going to be I dumb, appreciate bro. it, man. Listen, if you guys gotta check out my man maddie beats all platforms at maddie beats m-a-t-t-y beats uh check him out on spotify all his singles are up there beat stars if you want to cop some beats from my man because his shit's fire <laughs> yo you know what i mean and um yeah we're just listen man, any, any shout outs you want to get out before i let you go bro dude no just shout out to you man like i appreciate you having me on and and dude likewise like when we first connected and talked on the phone i just felt like i knew you and that's big for me. It's just like energy and connecting with people. And I fucking love your vibes, dude. That's we had a vibe. I felt like we yeah. had that vibe, bro. We, we connected. <laughs> sure, Listen, I'm going to let you go. I know you're a busy man, bro. But I appreciate you coming on the show. And I hopefully we can get you back in for a follow-up interview, you know, later in the year and see what's up with you, man. 100%, man. All right, brother. Be good, bro. All right. Peace, man. Maddie Beats, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to make a big announcement for 420. We're going to give away one of these brand new PZ loud as fuck shirts. So don't go anywhere. It is the highest podcast around. It's to be blunt with PZ. Yeah, motherfucker, you smoke? Yeah. You need some work. Work. You need to get some money to call your boy up, man. Hit me up, man. Why it hot with up? Times are getting tough. It's feeling like a drought. You need some money in your pockets. I can help you out. Oh, you got mouth to feed. I'm who you call upon. Just come and see the best. And I'ma put you on. Big bag in my pocket. Jay's always they watching. Got the triple beam and I'm weighing out. Then I hit streets and the feet start blocking. 
make the money and smoking weed. They hear me coming and they start running like, who's gonna win this track meet? Boy, you ask for a quote, quote. The FOMO, I'm fronting. Got the best three little stick of seeds. I smoke this shit, so let's start blunting. I don't rap about fiction, bitch. You need help, then call my name. I promise you, I'm hard to find. If there's a mic, that's my claim to fame. Otherwise, you probably know me as Middletown. Don't get high rapper, money stature, traffic trapper, running my teeth. Dr. Dabber Boost Evo 
Check the link in my bio for a discount. You can get yours today. Six heat settings. This motherfucker fire. If I die, someone have 911 on speed dial. This is the case. Maddie beats yo. Dope interview, my man. You got to learn about the come up. The come up of the super producer. Yeah, that shit hurt. That shit hurt. But I still finished it like a champ. Like a champ. God damn it. <coughs> I'm fired up because I'm gonna work tomorrow. <coughs> Motherfucking Good Friday, like the only religious holiday we celebrate. My cheeks sweating, my eyes watering, but it don't matter because we got breaking motherfucking news. Just so y'all know, even though 420 ain't happening the way it was supposed to, 420 is still going down because next Wednesday, we are presenting the 2B Blunt 420, 420, 420 celebration party. And yes, you heard that right. A celebration party. The 420 celebration party. Official by 2B Blunt. We'll do a live broadcast. We're going to do a little PZ performance in the house. We're going to be smoking Halloween. Uh... You know, eating probably mad food because I got other munchies. Drinking hella water because my mouth's going to be dry as fuck. It's, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be hurting, but I'm about to turn the fuck up. I'm about to turn the fuck up, though. And that's all that matters. The 2B1 420 celebration next Wednesday. It's going down. 5 p.m. Uh, message to be blunt podcast on Instagram for your RSVP to this event. To be blunt podcast on all platforms. But hit us up on Instagram and RSVP to your exclusive 420 event. It is a celebration. We're going to have live show. We're going to have live music. We're going to have DJ. <coughs> We're going to have the most awesomest people there to hang out with you. And we are going to be smoking out heavy. So if you got nothing to do on 420 next Wednesday, make sure you hit us up to be blunt podcast on all platforms and RSVP to this exclusive event. Exclusive 
$10 gets you into this crazy ass event. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be nuts. You don't wanna miss this. Listen, if I'm sitting here telling you this shit's gonna be dope, you know this shit's gonna be dope. And it's not just because I'm putting it on, but it is because we're putting it on. Because two people on podcasts, you know how we get down. So I'm just saying, it's gonna be dope. Lucy Roman gonna be dope. It's gonna be sick. So big breaking news. Uh, more about that to come throughout the next week. So stay, pay attention to uh, all of our social media pages. And stay tuned because it's going to be an incredible event. The first ever to be blunt 420 celebration. I couldn't be more excited because I feel like we are the most, you know, the, the proper host for such an event. So I'll be there. I'll have my weed. I'll have my Dr. Dabber Boost Evo. And you can come find me and you can do a dab with me. Or you can smoke a blunt with me. Or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's going to be a shit ton of cool ass people there. You don't want to miss this event. I love how I always hit the brakes like that. It's going to be sick. So that's the big breaking news. One last thing before we go. We got a t-shirt to give away. Brand new, just released officially today. You can buy it online. The PZ Loud Pack, Loud AF. <coughs> I'm still dying from the, <coughs> the motherfucking dab. Oh my god! Woo! Loud AF. Shout out heel shit design for the sick design. This is one of two exclusive designs coming out. The next one's dropping exclusively on 420 next Wednesday. So stay tuned. Brand new 2B Blood merchandise. You can find it right now on the 2B Blood Podcast Store.com. That is 2B Blood, the number 2B Blood Podcast Store.com and get yours today. But for the low price of free 99. You can put your big boy pants on. You can pick up your phone. You can take a giant hit of weed and dial the podcast phone number and play me in a game of the 10 second rule. The first person that beats me. Oh, shit. I made a mess. The first person that beats me is going to get this brand new T-shirt. But now that I've just literally emptied the entire box out on the floor, I feel like it's probably like the terrible idea. Uh, oops. Because I, I can't have nice things, and this is why. See, I make the claim. I call you guys out. And I bought you. All right, here we go. 860-384-7110. That's 860-384-7110. For your chance to win the brand new PZ Loud Pack, Loud AF t-shirt featuring the, the roller tray, the nugs, the pre-rolls, somewhere over here. 
That's backwards for me. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. If you want your chance, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do. The phone number is on the screen. I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. Oh, there it is. To be blunt, what's your name? Where you calling from? It's awkward, Ginger. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. I like the word free. I'm sorry. I just want to say you already have the upper hand because I'm a. I'm a. I'm still dying from the dab. <laughs> I will take a hit. No. No, you take the hit. Oh, I can hear you hitting the hit. That's great. The bubble noise in the background's classic. I gotta take my goddamn glasses off, bro. Now you can really see how high I am because yes. my eyes are shut. <laughs> and I also am not gonna be able to read the comments on the screen, but goddamn, my shit's fucked up. Anyways, awkward ginger. You already know the rules for the 10 second rule game, so I'm not even gonna bother with you. Let's go. Are you ready to play? You get one round, one category. Whoever gets the most at the end wins. All right. All right. It's time to pick your card. Dun, dun. Okay. It's a random selection. I have to I have to feel it. It's got I gotta feel it. I feel it. <laughs> when it pops out and it stays out, I know it's meant to be. It's there good, it is. We had a good shuffle, so it's alright. Alright. Good luck with this one. Your yours is phases of the moon. Your 10 seconds starts now. New moon, full moon, uh quarter, um, uh, the half moon eclipse, lunar, um, lunar eclipse, uh, wane, would the we, waning, wax we, waning. Would we actually call a eclipses wax. a lunar phase? Yeah, they're part of the lunar, they're part of the moon phases. All right. So I have you set with a whopping seven. Seven. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, I was trying to think of my shirt the other day. <laughs> if you are in the chat, you can confirm this number of seven. <laughs> I didn't realize there were that many phases. Usually, yeah, you, you see like, like it's like goes in a clock. Every every female who's ever wanted to be, uh, whoever had like uh, interest in like you know the spirituals or the. You know, crystals and all that yes. shit, which they have, you have either the shirt or a poster or a tattoo of like the rune and all the phases. <laughs> so I feel like we should have, we should know that. So seven is an acceptable number. I think you did great. My, okay. I'm, I'm a little worried though. I'm a little worried because my track record for this is not that great. What up, Tara? All right. We'll see what you get. That one time, though, you got, like, the Italian dishes or something. Well, I mean, if that pops up, you're fucked. I know. <laughs> that, that, if it comes with food, you're definitely... Oh, there it is. All right. Alt food. 
bare naked lady songs. Ten seconds on the clock. Right. Um, one week. One week before you looked at me. I I only know. I literally only know one song, and it's one week. And they and they did um, the um, theme song for The Office. Big oh, Bang no, no, the Theory. Big Bang Theory. The Office, yeah. Big Bang Theory. No, you're right. You're right. Well, first off, yeah, Big Bang Theory. Congratulations, because you have now officially won yourself a yes. a loud pack, loud AF T-shirt from whooping my ass. In 10 second rule, like most people usually end up doing. I don't know why I play this game because <laughs> awesome, you guys always you. end up winning and I always end up losing. Because I'm Irish. It's lucky. I'm just lucky. Well, I'm also <laughs> terrible at this game, so maybe I should think twice before I play it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling in, Awkward Ginger. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. To be blunt. To be blunt. Now, next Thursday, there will not be a live show. But next Wednesday, there will be. Because why would I not broadcast on 420 at the 420 party, right? I mean, that's that's fucking silly. So we're going to be live. Live from the 2B Blood 420 celebration next Wednesday. Remember, RSVP. On Instagram at To Be Blood Podcast. And yeah, so don't 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 fuck that up. Cause it's gonna be the place to be if you're not at least there. You can be here on the live stream hanging out with us, watching me perform and doing a bunch of obnoxious ass shit, I'm sure. And shout out to everybody who tuned in tonight. You guys have been fucking awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me for the entire power hour where we get high as hell and bullshit about, you know, what's going on and talk to cool ass people like shout out to Daddy Beats, who was amazing guest today. You already know. If you don't already, make sure, please, you like Share the show. Subscribe if you're not already on Apple Podcasts and etc. And uh, follow us on all social media. Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Any kind of social media. It is at 2B Blunt Podcast with the number 2 on all platforms. 2B Blunt Podcast on all platforms. Or you can find us on Linktree slash to be blunt podcast to get all of our links shout out to everybody on instagram watching everybody in the comments you guys are fucking amazing we'll be back next week live you already know the deal to be blunt you know the ending wouldn't really be appropriate because it's not going to be same week time same week channel next week it's going to be different so what do i even say now Ah, fuck. I caught myself here. It may not make any sense, but in a, in a way, it, it kind of only makes sense. So we'll see you next week. 
same weed time, same weed channel.